Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacles stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. All right. Well, today's episode is going to be titled Lessons from COVID. Um, Unfortunately, my husband and I did come down with COVID despite uh, one of us being vaccinated. We just got laid out and down and out for the count for a good two weeks. We are back at it now, but I mean, literally for those two weeks, I was sleeping 20 hours a day. Like I just, all I did was sleep and um, like, I just really didn't do any work, wasn't able to, but thankfully we have a team of five-star employees who don't miss us much. Um, As you know, I spend about 10 hours a week overseeing the operations of our business. So I'm not really involved in the day-to-day like doing and working in the business. I'm just overseeing the operations and, you know, checking reports and, and looking at things from that perspective and such. So, you know, you never know what is going to hit you. Hopefully it's not COVID and hopefully it's not something worse, but, you know, things could take you out. And as a business owner, you know, what happens when something takes you out? I used to say, you know, what if someone got hit by a bus? You just never know when things just happen out of nowhere and and your company needs to still be able to operate and go and move. And so that is why it is really so important for you to make sure that you have a good team of five-star employees, um, individuals who, you know, take ownership, they're flexible, they um, are supportive, they, you know, just do what needs to get done and um, don't balk about it. They represent the top 15% of available talent in the market. So one out of seven candidates is a five-star employee and so you really, really want to focus on exclusively recruiting and hiring these type of five-star employees. We have a, a program, um, as I've talked about before, Mike and I are collaborating on his next, next book, All In, and that will come out in September 2023. But we do have some free programs and workshops and such around that. Um, 
that we are, um, you know, sharing some of the early content with the book so that um, hopefully it, uh, you can be a case study in the book. So make sure you check out theallincompany.com. Again, that's theallincompany.com for what we have there. Um, we also have a list of the 11 qualities of a five-star employee. I mentioned a few of them, but um, check out theallincompany.com to get the complete list. But back to lessons from COVID. So, um, you know, again, thankfully, since we have five-star employees, things just kept going as they needed to go. And one of the reasons why I think things just went really well is um, the checklists that we have. So, you know, when we're processing things, when we're doing things, we have a checklist that we follow. And so it really, you know, someone can just like step in and do it. And to be honest, another individual that leads our accounting team went down for the count in COVID too. She actually has been in the hospital for 10 days. So it's been, it's been a long time. She just got out of the hospital the other day. So, you know, we kind of, because there was some overlap in, in COVID cases, we did have a bit of a backlog, but we have been able to, with the accounting side of things, get caught up within a week's time because we have checklists. So I actually, you know, I mean, I created the processes. At first, it was just my husband and I in these businesses over 10 years ago. So, you know, I, like I, I knew how to do everything at the, at the beginning stages and such. But, you know, again, because we have the checklist, I was able to kind of like get back in and do my part. We were able to divide up the work that was in the accounting department because we had cross-trained our employees. We didn't cross-train one employee. We cross-trained three individuals and then you add me who knew how to do things. So we had four people who knew how to do different aspects, not necessarily the whole thing, because you know when you have someone out, you can't just put the burden on one person to do their job and the job of someone else. But by breaking up the different components and pieces and processes across two or three people, I just highly recommend that you don't do it across just, you know, cross-train one individual on how to do everything. So, you know, actually for me, I stepped back into it and I can't tell you the last time that I was, you know, paying vendors out of the system and such. But again, because we have a detailed checklist, it was very easy for me to follow and, and do that each time. So when we get paid by a customer, it gets deposited into our AP account, our accounts payable. So when we get paid in accounts receivable, it gets deposited into our accounts payable account. And we reconcile what happens with that payment through our ERP system. And so we know what the cost of goods was exactly for that customer invoice that was just paid. We know what the sales tax liability is and we know what our income is off of, or our margin off of that invoice. And so the checklist really guides you through, you know, making sure that you're getting all of those amounts listed on the checklist as you're processing um, the payment that you receive from a customer. And so then what we do from there is we cut the check to the vendor 
And that comes out of the AP account. The money that we deposited from the payment goes into the AP account. We cut the check to the vendor out of the AP account. And then we sweep the sales tax into our sales tax sweep account. And we then sweep the profit margin on that into our income account. And, you know, that's a lot of a lot of activity there. But, um, you know, we just follow it through. And then, you know, again, on this checklist, we have a, uh, a point for the commissions. So, you know, who gets the commission on it? What is the percent of that commission? And, you know, that calculation. Now that commission comes out of the income. It really is like a payroll number and such. But I'm just going through. And then, you know, we have to do the bank transfers. So, you know, again, checking off that the bank transfers have been done. And so there's like a really good cross check too in this checklist to make sure that again everything reconciles and everything is done and it's done in QuickBooks it's done um, at the bank side as well we don't sync our QuickBooks to the bank that's just a preference of our part-time controller that we do those items separately instead of syncing with the bank And then, as I mentioned, there are three other people cross-trained on other aspects of what needs to get done on the accounting side. And so, you know, again, by that, we didn't have the burden on everyone. Yes, a couple of people did work a few hours of overtime last week because it was a busy week. And then we were catching up on um, really two weeks, uh, uh, actually two and a half weeks of accounting backlog and such. But you know what? We've caught up and now we're just humming along and there won't actually need to be any overtime going forward. And, you know, I mean, we I sincerely appreciate our employees who stepped up and said that they'd be happy to work overtime. But overtime isn't something that, um, you know, you want to burden your employees with. Um, It should be like unusual circumstances and uh, obviously, a bit of a volunteer is is ideal. Now, can't always happen that way. And people understand that sometimes there's emergent situations and such. And of course, if they're a five-star employee, they'll step up. But even a five-star employee doesn't want to be burdened or taxed with um, working overtime week over week or, you know, every month type of thing. So, um I recommend that you keep overtime to when you really, really need it. Another thing that is important, and it's interesting because, as you know, my husband and I are, you know, in these businesses together and such, and I have been wearing the accounting hat uh, for us both. He honestly has no idea about QuickBooks or even our ERP system, which is fine and great because he's amazing and brilliant at sales and leading all of that with our clients and, you know, building new vendor relationships and such. So that's cool. But there is at least one owner in our businesses, me, who does know how to navigate QuickBooks. Again, you know, I mean, I know a lot of you guys are are startups and starting out and not at the point where you would be hiring a full-time accounting person or even a part-time accounting person to keep your books current. But it's really important. And if you're at the beginning stages, I highly recommend that you do learn how to use QuickBooks on a very basic level. 
and work on these skills over time or zero if you're using zero. So whatever accounting platform that you're using. But here are the QuickBook basics that you should know how to do. You should know how to run reports out of your accounting software. And you should also um, understand how to pull a cash report versus an accrual report. Remember, Profit First is a cash management system. So when you look at reporting from a Profit First perspective, you're going to look at that on a cash basis. Some of you might even be filing your annual corporate taxes on a cash basis. If you exceed a certain level, I think over $10 million, then you have to report um, on your earnings on an accrual basis. So, you know, you just look at things based off of, number one, are you looking at it from a profit first perspective? Then it's a cash basis. If you report your taxes to the IRS and to your state on a cash basis, then look at your reports on a cash basis. If you have to report on an accrual basis, your taxes, then you're going to want to look at accrual reporting. We look at both cash and accrual reports. So you want to know how to pull your income statement. And then when you pull your income statement, it's really also important that you look at it on a comparison basis. So you should look at it versus last year. So what was happening last year versus this year? And then you should also look at it comping versus the prior months. So when we look at our income statement or P&L for the month, um, we're looking at it and we're seeing, you know, what every month looked like. And what's really good about that, too, is you're, you're able to see, you know, what's been consistent, what looks like an anomaly, um, those type of things that really stand out. I mean, if you have a bookkeeper or an accountant, you still need to be looking at your financial reporting and, you know, you need to tell them that you want this type of reporting given to you or, you know, you go in and you pull this kind of reporting and you make it a habit to look at it. We outsource the reconciliation of one of our businesses to a profit-first professional firm, actually. And um, I was looking at the reporting and there was one category that just was like, what? Why, why is there $28,000 in this category when this category is usually about $800 a month? And um, it was a payroll um, bit of a snafu. And they had a new person doing the, the books and taking over our account that month. Um, and, you know, to be honest, should someone have in, their, in their organization looked at that financials, especially since it was a new person? Absolutely. But um, it didn't happen. And the buck stops with me, ultimately. You know, I have to love the numbers of my business. And if I love the numbers of my business, they'll love me back. I Someone else isn't going to love the numbers of my business as much as I love the number of, uh, numbers of my business. So, you know, it's really important that you really get to know by looking at your financials every month and doing that comparison of um, what's happening versus the prior months and even the prior year. You also need to look at your balance sheet, which shows your assets and your liabilities, as well as the equity in your business. And then um, one final point 
that um, is important um, in terms of the reports, I'm sorry, is that you're also able to pull your AR aging and accounts payable aging. You want to look at these on a monthly basis to make sure that you're staying on top of things and staying on top of terms and something isn't getting like over 30 days or outside of of the terms. So, you know, these are important to see and to understand as well. So that's your AR aging and your accounts payable aging reports. The final recommendation in terms of uh, lessons from COVID is, um, again, something we already had in place. And thankfully, we had it in place and such. Um, You know, but worst case scenario, someone can write a check um, with a pen. (laughs) Doesn't necessarily need to be printed um, in QuickBooks. But we do have an other signer for our business. This individual actually doesn't work for us. This individual actually works for my father's company. Um, I've talked about this many, many, many episodes ago that um, we were co-located with my dad in the same office building. We outgrew that space. But when we were in that space, you know, we wanted someone not within our organization, not the person cutting the checks. We've talked about all these horror stories about business partners or employees stealing money um, by signing checks to themselves. So we made Karen uh, the other signer. So, you know, when we're out of the country, out of town, whatever, our accounting department presents the bills and the checks to Karen and Karen signs them for us. Um, When we did move out, we only moved a few blocks down the road. So it's still convenient for us to have Karen um, be our other signer. Again, I highly, highly recommend that your other signer is not someone within the business, especially not someone within the accounting department, all right? So that is lessons from COVID. And again, these lessons are just good business practices that you should be doing in your business, regardless of COVID being in our world, because this could happen with someone just getting hit by a bus something happening tragically to someone that's unexpected. So I hope you take this advice. Of course, uh, we've got a visual recap for every episode. You can get the visual recap by going to ProfitFirstNation.com and clicking on resources. When you do that, um, you can also opt in to get our visual recap either emailed and or texted to you Uh, every week when a new episode drops so you can preview the content of the episode and even use it to follow along. Now, if you are looking to work with a bookkeeper, accountant, or coach with the heart of a teacher who's ready to serve you and your business with their certified profit-first knowledge, skills, and experience, then please visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on connect to connect with one of my fellow certified Profit First professional peeps. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. 
visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 